So today we're going to be talking about death. Um, this is probably one of the more like uncomfortable topics, um, just because um, it's one of those things that it's like, how many? Of, I'll, I'll just kind of get a an, an idea. How many of you? Okay, and we've got a, we've got a variety of ages here, so. Um, it would not surprise me if this doesn't shift in the age ranges, right? But how many of you think about death on a daily basis? How many of you? <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 who, who, who has thought about death? Here's the, here's the reality. Like, um, both, right? So, so that's a good question. Like your own death or other people dying? Like, um, yes, yours and others, right? Because when we see death around us, it causes us to think about our own mortality, right? Um, the reality of death um, is something that, like, we try. It seems oftentimes to live as though it's not real, right? Like, not today, at least. Like, it's a thing that will happen to us far out into the future, right? That's the way that we think when we, when we do think about death. Um, especially the younger we are, the farther off it seems. Like, we know people die, but it ain't today, right? It's like a thing that's far off. And then as we age, like, the reality strikes us that, like, how many of us know someone who's 150, right? Like... Probably nobody. So what we all know is that as those years tick by, we are approaching a cliff that we will not go beyond, right? At least on this, at least on this side. So as we get older, we tend to think about it more. Um, also, as we get older, I think we start recognizing death around us more. Like we start seeing um, like uh, people our age. Right, like that's kind of we 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 start recognizing it more when we see people our age dying, right? Or people like within like what seems like a short span of time from us in either direction dying, and we start re we start thinking about death more and more. So, how many of you thought about death this week? Right? How many of you have considered your own mortality this week? That's that's a good number of hands, okay? Um, here's here's what I here's what I want to put forward to you um, is that you ought now you ought not to um, fixate on your mortality, right? Um, but you ought to consider it. I would say every day. I would say every day you ought to consider. Um, your mortality. You ought to consider how little time you actually have, right? Um, death has a way of focusing us, right? Death has a way of directing us to ideas of purpose, um, of meaning, 
of reason. Like death brings us into this place of asking questions that matter versus what are we going to get for dinner later, right? Like, when we consider that we have little time here, it focuses what we, ought, what we think we ought to spend our time doing. And, and that's one of the things, as we kind of dig through this today, uh, one of the things that I, wanna, that I want us to, to see, like, why is it um, that um, death is ultimately the result of sin, yet we find ourselves as believers complete in the work of Christ, we stand sinless before God, and yet God does not spare us from death. He does not spare us from death of others around us, because if any of us live long enough, we will see the rest of us die. Right? Like every person in this room, look around. Look around. If you live long enough, you will see others in this room die. You may see me die. I may see you die. Like, this thing doesn't last forever. Right? It doesn't. Like, the reality is, is it could be today. Like it could. Even in our minds, though we think it's far off, it could be today. Like we could catch that news today, right? We got, there's something, there's something not feeling right, right in here. And then I go and then I find out that maybe it's not as far off as I thought. Maybe it's soon, right? And then what do I think, what do we think about in those moments? We start, well, like, am I worried about the troubles that are going on at work? Or am I worried about, like, trivial things? What am I worried about then? My mind starts shifting immediately to those things that matter. Like, if you think about, if you knew today was your last, would you live it differently? Right? Death has a way of causing us to think about those things. Right? And it should. Okay? We have little time here. We should be urgent about the lives that we live and how we spend every moment of them, right? Now, I want us to start off um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Now, there's a lot to be said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Like, this is, like, if you want to look towards um, how crucial the resurrection is for the Christian walk and how everything stands um, upon this reality that Christ is raised and that there is a resurrection hope for us. This is that, this is that chapter, right? Um, we're not going to read all of it. Um, I'm going to start reading in verse 20, and I'm going to read down through um, verse 26 here because I want, I want this to be kind of the starting point for um, how we start thinking about and considering um, death and, and what comes immediately after. 
right? Verse 20, but in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by man came death, by man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all shall be made alive, but each in his own order. Christ is the first fruits, then. At his coming, those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end. Pay pay attention to this. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God, the Father, after destroying every rule and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. Verse 26. And the last enemy to be destroyed is death. Okay. Why is it that the most natural thing is the most disturbing thing? Right? Why is it... Is anybody questioned that everything that lives dies? It's natural. Right? It's natural. Why then, why then do we draw such agony over a thing that is as common as there is no thing more common to humanity than death, right? We will all be joined in this reality. There's a scripture that says um, God puts eternity in the Yes, yes. It's in it's in Ecclesiastes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the preacher in Ecclesiastes speaks many, many wise things, one of which is that it's better to go to funerals than parties, right? And that's, that's the same type of, that, that same type of mindset here, um, that having a perspective of what is after this life um, shapes the way that we live this life. Um, but here's the thing that we get that we uh, that we get. Why is it then? Okay, why is it then that the most natural thing is seems the most unnatural to us? Um, the answer is because it is. Death is an enemy. Okay, death is an enemy. Okay. Um, now what we know as Christians is ultimately this enemy has been overthrown. By the king who reigns on the throne today. Right? Death has been defeated, and ultimately we rest in that hope. So it will shape everything that we think about when we consider death. Right? Okay? It it changes it changes everything. For us. When you talk to an unbeliever and you talk about that, it is a completely different conversation. For the lost, death is a thing to be greatly feared. Okay? Because upon death, your decisions in this life, they await you at judgment. And you stand before a righteous holy and upright judge. For us, as believers, death is something different for us. 
right? Um, now, I want us to get, there is going to be a tension here, and we're going to see this in Scripture, right? And, and, and often as it is in life, things that are difficult for us to understand, there, there are tensions there. There's the tension of what we know to be true, and there's the tension of what we feel in a moment, right? This is why when I bury you or you bury me, if we've lived appropriately, there will be weeping in that moment. There will be heartache in that moment. There will be pain in that moment. But not as those who are without hope would feel. Right? There's a tension there. There's what we know. There's where our hope lies. There's this faith that we have that reaches beyond the grave, looking towards the one who came back from it, right? Like that's like we look through the grave and see something else on the other side than death and nothingness, right? Like we see a doorway that walks that, that when we walk through we stand before the God who created us who redeemed us so that you know in that moment where I weep over you or you weep over me that in that very moment whether it's you or I let's let's say that it's me on that day that you weep I do not weep because I will be face to face with the one who will bring us all back. Right? And if it's you, and it's me weeping, you will not be weeping in that moment. Because it will be you face to face. It will be better for you. It will be gain for you. We have a hope that death, ultimately, this enemy of us all, will be destroyed, and it will be Christ who destroys it. Now, for a time, for a time, just as for a time Satan, just as for a time, the fallen angels, just as for a time, those who are rebels against God, serve the purposes of God. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Just as when we consider Satan's work in Judas, as Judas delivers Christ to the cross to deliver his people, so too death serves in this way. Right? This enemy serves because God wills ultimate authority over all things. And ultimately, even death itself, and we see a glimpse in the resurrection of this, this first fruit of the resurrection, ultimately death itself will not be excluded from the reign of of Christ. Okay? So why then? How does death serve the purposes of God though it is an enemy of us? Right? 
How does it serve the purposes of God? Okay, um, we're gonna we're gonna look at a couple of different places in in Scripture here. Um, first, let's go to uh, Philippians. Chapter 3. I'm going to start in verse 7, and we will press down into verse 14 here. Now, um, as we read this, um, I want us to think about the perspective Right? I want us to think about the purpose. And I want us to think about how us having limited... We're limited in, in all regards. right? Limited in capabilities, limited in knowledge, limited in space and time, limited in the amount of life, the amount of breath that we will take, the heart that beats within our chest. We're very limited. Okay, You have limited time. What ought that cause us to do except for focus how we use those things? Now, as we read through this, I want you to see and hear from someone who clearly has this type of focus. Right? Verse 7. So, Philippians 3, verse 7. But whatever gain I had, I count as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes from faith in Christ the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection, <laughs> and that I may share in His sufferings, becoming like Him in death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. I'm, I'm so tempted to, to go right into those Verses that we just read, but, but let's continue on. We'll, we'll come back to it. Verse 12. Not that I've already attained it, obtained it, or obtained this, or that I am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do. Forgetting what lies behind, straining forward for what lies ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I want us to, to go back now and I want us to look at this that he's talking about a few verses earlier. Um, let's look at midway through verse here. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law but that which comes through faith in Christ the righteousness from God that depends on faith. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. 
and that I may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. How does he consider that he will live his life? He's gonna he knows he's gonna he knows he's gonna die. Hand to the plow. There's so much confidence in this. We're singing that this exact song across our hope and life. And yeah. And it's just about our, we are confident in that. Like that's all I hear in here. Yeah. Such confidence. And he's had much loss. Yes. We know how he suffered and incurred. Yeah. Because all of all here's the, here's a here's a for a believer, all right, for a follower of Christ. Here's the reality about what loss does for you. It does not break you. You will not be crushed under it. Though in the moment you might feel as though you will be, right. There's what you know and there's what you might feel in that moment. What you ought to know is this moment is refining you like a piece of silver or gold. The losses you will give Him glory for as much as for the gains. And you will be a partaker with Him. When you look at the cross, at his death, at his burial, at his resurrection, what do you see in that moment? But power. But power. Right? You, you, believer, will participate in that. Death makes sure of it. You will be raised from death to life in power. You will experience on that day what only Christ has experienced up to this moment. Right? Because we're not talking about Lazarus raised from the dead to go on and die again, right? Um, you could call that a, a type of resuscitation, right? Um, death puts us in a position, like, as believers. Your faith is not ultimately in the state that we will find ourselves in between now and the resurrection. Your ultimate hope is not disembodied existence, right? It's not. I know oftentimes when we think about eternity, when we think about heaven, we don't think about like the physical nature of it, right? Which is oftentimes just blows my mind because Jesus, like the one hope that we have came back and ate fish, talked, talked, walked, fellowshiped, and and we get some weird perspectives on what eternity must be like and for for what possibly tradition maybe 
or our own foolish understandings about what that eternity must be like. But you, believer, will die. And in that moment, you will be with Christ. And you'll be waiting, hoping for the rest of the believers that will come to come. And then the resurrection. That like like there is a there is a hope that we have even in death for when are you going to bring that day, and we will we will become like as, as we will we, I mean clearly we're going to become like him in his death like we are all going to die we share in his sufferings um, that my verse eleven that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection of the dead like there is a hope and a power that we that we wait for um, that all of our labor here also rests in should rest in Um, as you labor and work you don't work as one who works against the wind you don't labor as one who works um, for meaningless ends you work in everything that you do, in everything that you do, for the building up of the kingdom of God, and ultimately, ultimately, in the resurrection, we see all of that brought to completion. So that the work that you do here for Christ is is not lost and 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 not forgotten to this world. So um, death itself brings for us a perspective change should bring a perspective change oftentimes I think that we um, do our best to avoid the thought of it because um, we find ourselves fearful of it Um, but the reality is is that when we consider just how short a time that we have here um, that it should cause us to live with more purpose in the things that we do Right? So when you consider your mortality, when you consider the fact that you will one day pass from this life into the next, ask yourself, are you living with that reality in mind? Let's go to Acts. We've got a couple of minutes left. I'm, I'll, we'll probably, I'll try to go maybe like th- three more minutes. We'll try to, <laughs> we'll stop at this next verse. Um, all of these verses that we're going to be looking at here um, are kind of um, setting perspective, right? Setting perspective, helping us to the kind of um, death, death being something that, that, that focuses us, the reality of death being something that focuses us. Focuses us. So um, Acts chapter uh, 20, um, I'm going to start reading. Um, Verse 24, But I not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of grace. So death and our understanding of death, our consideration of how limited time we have causes us to think about the things that we do and the importance of those things, right? 
We account our life with no value. We look to finish the work that God has set us towards. He says, I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. When we consider our lives and how much time we think we have ahead of us, oftentimes this leads us, when we consider that we might have many years ahead, it oftentimes leads us to focus on things that aren't the main focus, right? Um, we ha- we have enough. I have enough time. I will get to the task at hand in the future, right? When we consider that we have this moment and we're guaranteed no other, and that there will be a day soon for each of us where we are laid to rest and our labor in this world is done, then it helps us to focus on doing the things that matter. We will pick up next time. Um, if you want to go ahead and read ahead, be reading in 2 Timothy chapter 4, uh, verses 6 through 8. Um, it's kind of Paul's reflection here on um, the life that he's lived, um, the direction that he's uh, that God set him on, and his faithfulness to that task. And um, I, I hope when we hit on that next week, um, that uh, we continue to um, be encouraged to uh, live with uh, a focus and a purpose, knowing that um, our time here uh, is is very short. Um, we'll, we'll stop there. Let's let's close in prayer.